0: Elizabeth! No, Elizabeth! No! Elizabeth, don't!
1: (laughs) This is Left Unsupervised with
2: Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty picture organizer, rock and roll PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she
0: interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Andrea Quinn. Mace, I don't know if you know about this about me, but I have ADD. Oh no, no! I, I know nothing about hey, this, listen. Elizabeth. It's just a little. It's just a little. I know you. You beg and you bribe and yeah. He, and I chase you, do. you around the office, begging for five minutes. Just can you just sit with me five minutes? I just need you to go over just five. Hey, listen. At least you know you get your Fitbit um, steps in with me because oh, I, I can't. I can't sit. I can't sit for longer than five minutes in this booth. I know. I, I, oh, I'm very aware. <laughs> So you have Anja to thank for her job right now. Because of her, I started this podcast and I was able to settle in.
1: Oh, so wait, our guest today is the reason that you started this podcast.
0: Yes, I was finally able to bring it in and center and really find she has these nine tools that are amazing and really help with just everything, relationships, business, and just knowing who you are. Like, really know who you are. So I can't wait for you to meet her. And you can thank her for... Watching me claw my way out of the bo-
1: <laughs> right? booth every day. Yeah, with I, my- so I don't know if our listeners know this, but um, our host here has a touch of claustrophobia, <laughs> just so, a tad, just a, a tad, just a tad. So uh, yeah, every time we're in this booth recording, um, when Elizabeth starts to get <laughs> panicky that the walls are caving in on her, she starts making this clawing gesture at me, and then my I eyes t- open
0: really big. Yeah, and then
1: we've got about thirty seconds to like get this door open before it's just meltdown. City in the sound booth, so I get to thank Andrea Quinn for letting that be a part of my daily life.
0: Hey, every morning. (laughs) Hey, you can thank her, too, for all the steps you've taken, because you know that Fitbit is like dinging
1: I have so many thanks to give Andrea today, and I can't wait to get her on the show.
0: (laughs) Well, all seriousness, and and all seriousness, um, she just really has... changed my life and i can't wait to tell you guys and and have you guys really hear what she has to say she's very interesting
1: that's awesome well let's get her in here
0: let's get her in here do you feel empowered and in control of your destiny Well, we are going to find out how to empower yourself with our special guest, Andrea Quinn, who is a master certified life coach and empowerment specialist that has created this amazing curriculum called the Quinn Essentials. Andrea empowers women and men around the world. She teaches women how to accomplish their goals, follow their dreams, finish their projects, all while not sacrificing themselves in the process. Yes, girls, that is possible.
2: Thank you for coming, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today.
0: I am so excited to have you. I myself have taken the quintessentials, and your tools have been so instrumental in my life. And I have goosebumps as I'm talking to you right (laughs) now, because the changes that I've made have been tremendous. Your tools have been something of value, because it's something that you can go back to all the time. It doesn't have a time stamp on it. The more you do it, the better and easier things become. That being said, I wanted to find out how you got your curriculum started. And
2: also, do you facilitate for men, not just women? Right. Well, um, about 10 years ago, I had you know, done my own personal work, right? We, we, I feel like you need to have done your own work or at least be doing your work before you can work with other people. Correct. So these were the tools that I personally used to get my life on track. And I figured if it could work for me, it could work for anybody. <laughs> and um, so it really just became this thing where I started talking to a few women and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing you know, it was... It's just been incredible over the last 10 years, the amount of women. I mean, there's been thousands of people that have used this curriculum already, um, not only in the personal female space, but in the, the business space. So as far as, like, working with men, absolutely. I work with a lot more men privately because, believe it or not, men don't like groups. <laughs> they don't like to sit around. And it's the ego. They don't want to talk about yeah, it. They, want, they don't and... mind talking about it with someone one-on-one. But they certainly don't want to talk about it in a group. And if they do, they prefer it to be facilitated by men. Correct. And so I'm like, I'm cool with that, you know, except in the business space. I work a lot corporately. So I do the quintessentials of business where I go into companies and I have men and women in these rooms and I work with – you know corporations or I work with, let's say, production companies in Hollywood or um, think tank groups and, and all different types of creative businesses. And it has men and women. So I have the quintessentials for women. And then I have the quintessentials of business, which is a, a different program. But it actually works.
0: Well, I got to say that um, I, I'm just so excited to have people Learn more about the quintessentials because these tools are something that um, really got me grounded. I I have a lot of times uh, 20 million thoughts in my mind. And when I got the tools, I was able to settle, figure things out. Um, I think you probably can attest to this, that when your students or clients start to
2: do these tools, do you see the change immediately? Um, I. In some of the cases, yes. I I think that everybody has their own process, and I think that people begin to shift right when they're supposed to. So as you know, when we come back and we talk about how the tools have been for some people, some women are already in the phase of accomplishing their dreams, and then some women are just having the conversation with themselves that that's even possible. So as long as you begin to think about it, that's already beginning to change things. Right. So if they're already thinking about it, then I know it's starting to change for them. I do see people feeling better about themselves. I just did one of them for a very big, one of our biggest corporations in the country. And they're relocating a bunch of their people and and closing a bunch of facilities. And that can be a really tough thing. And I got the sweetest email from someone who found me after. And she just said, you know, I'm a 52-year-old woman. And as of today, I didn't feel relevant.
0: Oh, my God. And now
2: I know that even though I'm going to be laid off and I'm not going to be moving with my company, I have something to offer. I am amazingly relevant. And I know this now because of the tools. And I was like, that's like my heart blew up. And I was like, that is that just made my whole career just that one woman to that says that you realize that you have something to offer when you really get who you are, you know, and that's, that was a big thing for me.
0: Well, yeah, and that's so important because so many times we walk around, and, and this was something that was a light bulb moment for me. You go through life, especially as women, we're taking care of everybody. We mm-hmm. have no time for ourselves. You know, we know what we don't like, you know, when we get gut feelings that something's not right, but yet we never follow them. As a woman, we're always quieter voices. I think your curriculum brings in the knowing who you really are, what you have to offer, what you have to bring, what your strengths are. Can you talk a little bit more about how you came up with bringing that out of women? And you see, I see it in in the group, like somebody walks in one way and already by like – yeah. A few more meetings, and they're walking in the room differently.
2: Well, yeah, it was really funny. You know, um, you know, I used to do them monthly, and now I'm doing weekend seminars, two day weekend seminars. And um, I was speaking to one of the women today, and she said that um, the per- she was referring someone to the class, and she said because she just noticed how great she looked after the weekend. Yes, because she's glowing physically. because yes. you transform how you're walking in your own being. And I, I think that, you know, we we don't trust ourselves. Why is that? You know, because we're raised by people that don't trust themselves. Right. We're taught to doubt ourselves. We're taught to say small in some f- cases. We're taught to care what too many people think, especially culturally if you your culture is about – you know, being careful about what everybody thinks of you, it's it's almost like walking around in a constant state of editing. Yes. And and presentation. Yes, and it's phony. It's it's just a phony way of being and it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure to be constantly editing and worrying about our presentation versus just really being you. And and when and I find so many women that come to me in all age groups that don't know who they really are, and they think they do. But as you know, once they take this class, they didn't know.
0: Well, not only don't they know, but they don't know really what they want. No. In a relationship, in a friendship, in a work environment. I think conceptually, we think we know what we want. But when we have to really sit down and somebody goes, okay,
2: give me your list of what you want in a relationship. Yeah. And they don't know. They, they think they do right. based on a lot of other things. And what happens so interesting is that we base what we think we want off stuff that didn't work. Right, which is
0: crazy I doing know. the
2: same thing and you expect a different result. Right. So someone will say, well, you know, let's say somebody was cheated on and it's like, well, I don't want someone to cheat on me. Well, they say that if you really focus on the mind, your don't wants have more power. Than your wants because you focus so much we get what we focus on right so we focus on protecting ourselves from what we don't want and the mind just keeps calling it in because it's a focus right right so it's not about what you don't want and you think that what you want is from the place of what has hurt you before and that's just simply not true and so when we pull all of that away, as you know, and those layers, and we really start having a conversation. You know, it's funny. When someone comes to see me, one of the first things in one of the first sessions, I'll look at them and I'll go, so tell me what's working. And they just, they just have this <laughs> look on their face. And they're like, well, they're, yeah, they're like ah. well, nothing's working. That's why I'm here. I'm like, no, 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 no. Something is working in your life. What is it? Just yes. dig. And they're blank. Because their yes. list of what they what isn't working, who they're not, what they want to fix is so big. Instead of knowing that what you're good at are the breadcrumbs to success. Right. But if you don't know what you're good at.
0: Or what you're passionate about. Yeah,
2: if you don't know, that's a real issue. And you would be surprised how many people don't really know what they're good at. They're just really clear about whether they don't measure up where they're not, who's better than they are. And they kind of take for granted what they are good at. And what you're good at is your power. And it's your job to just expand what you're already good at. Right. That's it. It's that simple. People always say to me, Andrea, your work is... So it's profound for me, but it's so simple. I'm like, yeah, because we complicate everything. Human beings, we complicate everything. Overthink everything. And it really is simple. If you think about all the great deities, you know, they all had something that they simply stood for. Right. Right? It's true. And it's just – it is simple. We complicate it by bringing in the opinions of others or ego or – all the things that are outside of ourselves. And so when you really start going, you know, what am I good at and how do I do more of that? It's kind of like being a life coach, right? For me, uh, or an empowerment coach, uh, as I'm known now, um, you know, my dad always said that I was really good at telling people what to do. <laughs> I mean, I came in this world telling people what to do. So if I really would have followed that earlier, I might have been a life coach starting at 15, right? Oh so my God. um but if you kind of look at it, yeah, I'm really good at telling people what to do. Like I see it, I can see the, I can see how to fix things. I can see what it is. So that's always been one of my natural gifts since I was young. That's, yeah, that's the thing. So if you kind of look under everything, or you look at what you love, people they they don't know what they love anymore. They know what they don't love. Yes, I just. You're so right because
0: in the past, you would have asked me, What are you good at, Elizabeth? I would have, I would have had two really good answers. Okay, what else? Um, I wouldn't know. Now you ask me, I'm going to tell you what I'm good at. Right. Right. And then you walk in that because I think also as women, we think we know what we want in a relationship, right? And then we meet the guy, we know he's not the right guy. And what do most women do? They make excuses for the guy.
2: Well, it's or this, they try this and that. to change them
0: so that it'll work out. Yes. and I remember you saying something I'm gonna save you guys a lot of time <laughs> because if it's
2: not working and they're not your people, yes. you know it's really interesting for women too. Um, and men don't have this issue as much as women. They have it in their own way, right. But, you know, women spend way too much time trying to make not their people their people. Yes. It is really – it is really um, instead of just trying to find their people, you know, if they would just take the amount of energy that they put into trying to fix relationships, jobs, friendships, and put it into finding their people, their lives are going to be more effortless. Can you expand a little bit on – there are people, what yeah. that means. Um, you know, we know immediately where we have issues. Right. We already know. We right. meet somebody right away, and we're kind of like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't and know. Then, I don't like their
0: energy. Yeah, there's, there's something, something about it doesn't
2: feel weird that he or she is giving me a weird feeling. And then what we do is we go, but, you know, everybody else likes her or him. I'm going to give him a try. Right. And then you go down the road, and you're like, see, I knew it. Because we don't listen to ourselves. Just like dating. You know, I think about 28 years old, you start to kind of wake up a little bit. Right. And you look around. You already know what this relationship is going to be like right from the beginning. Yes. You know. You don't want to know. You don't want to hear that this person who looks good on paper really isn't Mr. or Mrs. Wright. You don't want to hear it. So you try to. Move things around to try to make it work. I got to tell you, um, I should know because I've been married three times, so I really um, walk in my talk on this one. Right? You know, not that my um, relationship now, my husband Chris and I, um, we've been married eighteen years. I mean, I my first wedding, I was nineteen. I was home before I was twenty, so it, you know, it's like I had those kind of things issues. And um, I mean, I was divorced twice. in my 20s, you know, I had friends that were just just getting laid and I was already divorced, you know. So, So, um, you know, it was ahead of this. I was way ahead of the game. And um, but what you find out is. Even on the toughest days with my husband, because anybody that tells you there aren't tough days married is lying to you. Exactly. We still get along. Because you like each other. Well, it's just we're each other's people. Right. There was no doubt in the beginning about it. I didn't see anything I was pushing aside because I didn't want to see it. And either was he. But you also knew what you wanted. Right. And I knew what I wanted. And I I also knew that, you know, um, I needed to stop looking for people that I could make a difference in their lives. I started looking for someone who I thought was good for me. Right. And then I knew I could make a difference in their life. It all comes back to you. Everything is about you. But, you know, so many women, we we date on potential. This is the potential of him, what he could be or who she could be. Or I can change him. Right, or her. Right. You know, I can do that. I can do that for them. And they can't. The no. person they need to do all this focus on is them. You know, I know uh, men and women that support... Um, the people they believe in as a segue to actually promoting themselves. Wow. They support, like, I believe in my husband or wife, the painter, and they're not believing in themselves because they think, oh, that person has much more of a chance of being successful than I do. Right. But when you really, if you will put that much energy into your art, your writing, your caretaking, your baking – Whatever it is you're good at, you actually will be just as successful or more than anyone else.
0: Yeah, I think the key word is knowing what you're good at.
2: Right. And, and, and knowing that nothing is too small. You know, we talk about that woman, Ama. Right. who's this famous deity who travels the world hugging people and has millions upon millions of followers and it's even built cities based on her finances because she was good at one thing, hugging. Like, And so I know people that stop performing or stop writing or, or stop doing things um, and I say to them, you know, what are you good at? Um, well, I thought I was a good writer but I've never sold anything so that must mean I'm not a good writer. It's like... We base so many things on the outside. External. Right. And we keep ourselves back. There's nothing too small. If you're good at something, like sometimes people say to me, well, Andrea, all I can do is bake. I'm like, so what you're saying is you creatively put things together to give it to people to make them happy. Like that's right. an amazing gift. It just it's translated in baking. And if you don't want to be a baker, I get that. But if you do that well, we just gotta figure out how to apply that to something else that you wanna do. But if you know that's a gift, but some people are like, Well, I can only do this, that's how little we think of ourselves.
0: It's and that's, so true. Yeah. It's such a, you know, you being a life coach, I'm sure people think that you don't go
2: through what everybody else goes through <laughs> in life, right? You have it all together Figure and everything out. is all figured out. Everybody is just like, there's no perfect person. Everyone struggles. Everyone goes through things. You know, I, um, I started following the path of um, self-discovery as I just started looking at, you know, when you're di- divor- two divorces in your 20s, there's a common denominator. You're so funny. Right? Yes. So I knew it was me. <laughs> yeah. And then you just got to start thinking, okay, it's not all them. Stop the blame game. There's a point where you're done blaming your parents. You're done blaming your circumstances. And you got to figure out who you are. And so that journey um, really started for me. And I started studying everything from – you know, psychology, to philosophy, to theology, to anything that had to do with human beings discovering the self, right? And, right. and then I started using it on myself because I had to get it together. And, um, and then that's why I got so clear about understanding that everything I did before was just because I didn't know any better. And we've all been full of shit. Yeah. We've all said <laughs> we've things all we regret, the and We've face. all had a presentational And we've all faked something we thought we were good at. Like, we, we've all done that bull. And I was just tired of living the lie to make up for what I didn't think I was. And so— Or for what other people might think. Yeah, but we don't think we are. So you, you, you try to be more than you are. And it's like, wow, if people just got that they—if they really got who they were, it's so much— It's so more than enough. And so liberating. It is. And so I started working on myself and getting into the business space. And then I started really knowing how to manage people and work on people. And then um, someone said, hey, you should be a life coach in 2003. And I was like, what's that? I didn't even know what that was. And they sent me an article. Well, you know that saying, build it. And they will come. That's right. You know, and so I'm so
0: grateful. The tools that you give in this curriculum, it's helped my communication with,
2: but that bleeds into everything else. If you're in a fake relationship with yourself, you're automatically in a fake relationship with everybody else. Ooh, that's a good little
0: gold nugget there, Andrea. It's true. It's It's, so true. You you
2: know, it's, and, and you know, the thing too is like, or those people that are, always helping everyone they don't really want to be doing that no They, they, they don't now they're obligated because they've been you know um titled as the nice one and so they're doing they're they're obligated to do things they don't it's like there's a point where people have to start telling the truth and they don't realize that people want them to tell the truth about who they
0: are well and i think a lot of that is because people don't know what the truth is about themselves. Right. I wanted to talk a little bit about most people have on their list before, on their bucket list, that they want to write a book before they go. And you've accomplished that. You're writing a book. Right. Um, I'm
2: not finished, but I'm, I'm writing but it. But you're writing yes, it. I'm so excited. Thank and you. that's something we can look forward to yes. in the future. What is the book going to be called? It's called The Quintessentials The Nine Tools to Accomplish Anything for Women. Okay. And so um, I'm hoping to have. The book finished by September and then probably maybe release it early 2019. Great. And I'm doing um, the quintessential classes will still be taught. Um, San Francisco, September 29th and 30th, and Los Angeles, uh, October 6th and 7th. And I'm planning in 2019 to uh, take it all over. Oh, my God. New York, Texas, Chicago. I've got a lot of people inviting me there, so I'm going to probably go.
0: Oh, my. Well, I'm going to take it again because I would love to take a refresher. We're going to have all those details, also the dates of your workshops on um, the description. Oh, great. And also, um, we want to play a little game with you before you leave. I love games. Um, Okay. My producer, Mace, is about to come in, and we're going to play a little game called Hashtag Fake News. Yeah. Hashtag Fake News. Hi, ladies. Hi. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm so excited to do the fake news with you guys. Um, What we're going to do is I'm going to read two news headlines to you, and you ladies are going to choose which one you
2: think is the fake news. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, (laughs) since I stopped... Watching or reading the news since 2016, I'm probably going to lose this game, okay? I I'm probably going to lose, did. so I'm I just letting know. you know. I've lost
0: every time i played with the yeah. gas. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right.
1: She does not have the best track record. Uh, okay, well, I probably will. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Let's news see. headline number one. Bank robber throws stolen cash over Taylor Swift's fence in an attempt to buy her love. That's news headline number one. I'm going to let you think on it. Okay. News headline number two. Lottery winner arrested for dumping $200,000 of manure on the lawn of his former boss. Which is the fake news? I'll
0: let my guests go first. I'm thinking the first one. Is the fake news? Mm-hmm. Okay, Elizabeth. That's what I'm thinking because I could see actually somebody winning the lotto
2: and being pissed at their their guy and then putting shit all over their bosses. I mean, I so see that. I dreamt about that, right? (laughs) he has a boss's head, like face, in their head right now. Going, oh, I, do I would love to do I would that. I so
0: do that. Can right? I just win the lotto? <laughs> All
1: right, are you ready for me to announce the winner? Okay. Yes. Elizabeth loses again, <laughs> and actually, so does our guest today. Oh come on! Because the bank robber at Taylor Swift's is in fact the true news. Um, Shut he up. stole sixteen hundred dollars from a bank and then threw it over her fence and tried to propose before he was arrested.
0: Okay. Creepy. <laughs> that is scary. That is super scary. Is that scary. Not amazing,
1: though, that that, that happens? That is. Can he
0: dro- throw that bag over my f- fence? He'd never get it back.
1: Right. I'm right? <laughs> like, Taylor Swift is going to say yes to $1,600. Like, that means nothing to Taylor <laughs> Swift. Change. And the pocket change. handbag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for playing along with Hashtag Fake News, and I'll catch you next week. All right. Thanks, Mace. Thanks.
0: All right, Andrea, let's let all our listeners know where they can find you, all your social media handles.
2: Okay, so Instagram, Andrea Quinn Coaching. Twitter, AQCoaching, and my Facebook, uh, Andrea Quinn Coaching. And that's
0: A-N-D-R-E-A-Q-U-I-N-N. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now, there's one last little thing that we do with every guest, and it's a question. My question to you is being that you're a Disney fanatic. If Happily you,
2: ever after.
0: Yes, and lots of glitter. That's right. If you were left unsupervised in Disney and nobody knew what you would do,
2: nobody could see you. What would you do? Um, I would probably go take a lot of churros <laughs> and eat them, <laughs> and not let anyone know the, how many I took. And yeah. That's what I would do. I would steal churros. Are they stuffed? I would steal churros. You would steal churros? Okay. I would eat them all and I'd be sick. And then I would say that I was sick because I ate something really healthy, like chicken and it must be. The turkey leg. Yeah, I had the turkey leg and it didn't agree with me, but they will not know that I had like eight to 10 churros. Yeah. I would probably do that.
0: Oh my. I think I would hide in It's a Small World After All and scare the shit out of everybody oh, just popped out out of every little that's hysterical.
2: I wouldn't <laughs> Chris- want to go underneath because I don't want to see like anybody Mickey with his head off or I think I'd be traumatized so um, I would just I think I would just steal churros all day Oh okay would you share Not a bit <laughs> Not a uh, bit
0: Andrea <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and playing with us. just so fun to hang out with you. And uh, everybody, quintessentials is a must. Our classes fill up pretty quick, so as soon as the dates come up, I would suggest that you go up and sign up. Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.